AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Welcome to the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Josh Smith, editor of Ground Support Worldwide Magazine, and today we're speaking with Phil Oldridge, CEO of EnviroTech Vehicles, and Jay Raber, National Sales Director at EnviroTech Vehicles, to discuss an all-electric aircraft refueler and learn more about the impact vehicles like this can have on the ground support industry. So thanks for taking some time to share more on this topic, Phil and Jay. Good morning, and thank you for having us. Yes, good morning. Well, we appreciate both of you guys joining us here on the podcast, and let's uh, let's dive right in and discuss the this electric refueler itself. Um, maybe just for a little background to begin, you know, what experience has EnviroTech vehicles had in you know electrifying the traditional combustion engine type vehicle, and and what prompted the company to pursue uh, building this electric refueling truck? Well, great question. Um, this is Philip. Uh, our leadership team has been in the industry literally since 1984, not specifically in uh, electric vehicles, but in you know commercial uh, trucks, commercial buses, and, and passenger transportation. So um, our leadership team has got over 30, 35 years of, uh, of real experience in, in the sector. And we're, we're very pleased to tell you that, uh, you know, as of today, um, we have homologated, or which is a fancy word for saying conformed or certified, um, our electric urban trucks in both class three, class four, class five, and class six. We have electric uh, logistics vans, which are last mile delivery vans, cutaway vehicle, which you could mount a smaller school bus body onto, or uh, like a, a chip delivery truck, something, or a Frito Lay or something like that. And um, and then we've got now uh, we're releasing in the next quarter our electric school bus. And um, we have one of our new products that's coming to market in Q2 is an electric road sweeper and a warehouse sweeper. And of course, now uh, we've just uh, branched out into aircraft fuelers and ground support equipment for aviation. What were some of the uh, challenges uh, that you encountered when trying to design an electric refueler? And, you know, when you found those challenges, what what had to be done to overcome them? Well, I I, I think that... (laughs) Um, it's very interesting to go from it, you know, from traditionally aircraft refuelers and, and uh, they're all shaft driven trucks. They work up a PTO and stuff like that. So we were getting, you know, we no longer have an engine driving that stuff and the electric motor doesn't run unless it's engaged. So we had, we had to get into the electric pump side of it. And, you know, we had to make sure that those pumps worked off the low voltage side and not off the high voltage side. And so, yeah, there was there was a number of challenges and stuff like that. We had to make sure that, of course, our our battery boxes and so on are completely sealed because um, we didn't want any uh, any vapors or fuel vapors or anything like that uh, getting into that sort of stuff. All of the wiring inside our our vehicles is uh, class seven uh, automotive grade wiring. And um, yeah, so it was. I wouldn't say it was a huge challenge, but uh, you know, working with a couple of the OEMs that we were working with and stuff like that and getting to understand, you know, fixed points, grounding points, how we bolt things down to the truck itself. And 
you know, with a little, a little bit of work, but uh, overall, I think it was, it was really exciting to be able to do and complete. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I think that none of the challenges were, you know, were very arduous, but we were able to, uh, you know, to, to navigate and get our way through it quite nicely. Are there any challenges that, um, you know, still remain that need to be overcome? You know, uh, now that um, the vehicle has been built and, you know, have you, have you encountered any challenges in, you know, attempting to put it into operation? Well, great question. And um, <laughs> I, that, that, that's a hard one to answer. So uh, we've tested it and we've tested it and we've tested it and so far so good. So um, I guess the best way to answer that question is, is we don't know about the problems that we have or don't have. So it's now it's just a matter of getting into operation, just like any other vehicle or any other truck when they first come online and they're new and just run them and operate them and, uh, and see what comes. But um, as far as, you know, the, the truck itself goes, you know, we've been operating them for years. So we're, we're very excited about the trucks. And as far as the aircraft refueler side goes, the people that we're working with is, you know, we're using existing equipment, albeit that it's new and a few small changes. So we don't anticipate any big problems. Uh, if we do have any, we, we believe that they'll be uh, operator identified. And, and, and that just comes from the training side of the vehicle, because you know, obviously there's a few other things that are different. So, um, yeah, so I, I don't think so. So far, so good. Everything seems to be running just fine. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, as far as the electric refuelers go, are there um, different models uh, available or even different models you know, planned to be created? And if so, how, how might those differ? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just like any other uh, industry, you know, um, you know, the more fuel you put in the truck, the heavier it becomes, the, you know, the heavier of class of axle and class of truck you need. So currently, these vehicles that we've done right here now are known as class four, up to 16,000 pounds. We do have a class five available, a class six, uh, extending all the way to class eight, which is your typical uh, tractor trailer. So yeah, and it's just it's just a, a larger vehicle, but principally they operate the same. But these, uh, these two that we've just completed here now are class four units. I'm curious, did you work with any specific partners or uh, OEMs to better understand, you know, the specific needs of the ground handling industry? And were any of those specific truck features then, you know, a direct result of some of these partnerships? Yeah, we did work with a couple of partners. Um, I'll let Jay uh, speak to that a little bit. Yes, we've worked with Garsite Tank, and uh, they're out of Kansas City, Kansas. And they've been in the business for 65 years or more. They helped us a, a, a lot on uh, design and building the building on the unit. They have customers uh, waiting for this uh, electric unit to come online, which it is now officially. And a lot of the regulations and things like that, they've helped us. Uh, through that because they are uh, aircraft refueling uh, manufacturers. So they, they know the ins and outs of it. And to follow up on that, you know, how valuable is that insight, you know, working with somebody who's got that refueling uh, truck experience versus, you know, just coming into this space and trying to start from scratch? Priceless. Uh, It's priceless because the aircraft refueling, area has its own set of regulations, its own language and regulations to comply with as every industry. So if you can partner with a company and get 
that knowledge that they deal with every day and is a foreign language to us because we're not familiar with it or was, you learn a lot <laughs> in a very quick, uh, quick amount of time. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, certainly a lot to uh, take in there. Uh, so let's take a quick break. Uh, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, new electric refueler uh, being produced by EnviroTech Vehicles. Would you like to reach key decision makers in the industry? Share your message on the Aviation Pros podcast and reach key leaders across all facets of aviation, including aircraft maintenance, airports, FBOs, airlines, and ground handling. Contact one of Aviation Pros' helpful account representatives to find out more. We're back with Phil Oldridge and Jay Raber, and now that we've discussed some of the physical features of EnviroTech's electric refuelers, uh, I'd like to learn a little bit more from you guys about how these vehicles may have an impact in the uh, ground handling industry. And, And so... To dive into that topic, I guess, can you share a little bit um, about where these electric fuelers are, you know, currently being tested or, or in operation? Sure. Currently, the, the two that we've just finished being complete are, are being delivered to um, AV Fuels, uh, which is a huge uh, supplier of, the, of fuel in the aviation industry. And so um, at this time, uh, they haven't told us exactly where, we're, where they're being deployed. We have a pretty good idea. So um, that's kind of, a, there's a huge AvFuel show going to be happening. So right after that show, they'll be deployed after that. And we're very excited about that. Um, in terms of how is it going to it change the industry and so on like that? Well, as you know, passenger transport, and jet business, aviation business, it's a huge contributor to, to greenhouse gases. And it's going to be many years before you know, we see actual electric jets flying around or electric passenger planes flying around. But in terms of ground support equipment, I think you're going to see that change happening very quickly. So not just with uh, aircraft refuelers, but with, uh, you know, cargo vehicles, cargo trucks, uh, lav trucks, pump trucks, um, catering lifts, all of these uh, types of vehicles uh, we're, we're looking into and delving into right now in a big way. So we're very excited to be uh, uh, a part of and a contributor towards the electrification of the aviation industry. Yeah, that's a, a great point about uh, kind of the, the broader uh, trend towards electrification. And, you know, one of the, the challenges that ha- have been brought up regarding that topic is just the uh, the amount of charging infrastructure that might be required to handle an increased number of electric vehicles. Um, have you been able to investigate that charging challenge and, um, you know, are, are there ways to overcome that? Yeah, we've been looking at that. I mean, as you know, last year, the International um, Air Transportation Association announced a sustainability goal to see the global air transport industry achieve net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Uh, Since then, we've had several companies announce uh, their own sustainability strategies and initiatives. However, we are a long way from from keeping up with that positive trajectory uh, that we need to do to reduce emissions. So we're very excited about looking at all of that. We're excited about the charging side of it. Right now, the vehicles that we're delivering have, you know, individual chargers, but we are working um, ourselves internally um, with another charging company and how we are going to, as this industry grows more and more and more and more, rather than just pulling all your power from the grid, it, it'll become from ESS, which is electric storage systems that sit in the ground, or they may be above ground in a container, which is 
really a big fancy word for having a, a huge bank of batteries. And and um, and those batteries can take their charging from the grid at nighttime, you know, and then you can pull off it during the day, during peak hours and stuff like that. So it's it's a it's a big piece of the puzzle, the charging side of it, and working with you know industry regulators like the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, various airports, you know, types of climate conditions that we have to deal with at various airfields where they're located, what it is, and. So yeah, it's it's the from the infrastructure side, it's it's a big piece of the puzzle, and and we're just delving into it now. So like I said, we're a few years away from figuring it all out, but um, we're we're all hard at work at it. Maybe it's kind of steering our attention towards the operation side of things. You know, we've talked about some of the features of the of the vehicle, and now you know some of the infrastructure and uh, you know overall impact uh, electric vehicles might have. But in terms of actually operating. The, the electric refueler, you know, are there any specific uh, training requirements or, you know, specialized training for ground personnel in order to, um, you know, safely use the vehicle? Absolutely. Um, it, it's not complicated, but obviously when you transition from an ICE and internal combustion engine type vehicle into an electric vehicle, there's nuances, of course, involved in that. And then there's there's also specialized training in terms of, you know, how do you power up the low voltage side for some of the things you want to use? How do you connect and disconnect chargers um, when the vehicle's not being used? The way that we operate the vehicle, of course, you know the vehicle is is uh, it's not just air pollution that that's that's a big thing. Um, the overall contributing you know factor is is also noise pollution, right? And air pollution is huge, but noise pollution we don't have these trucks idling and running and creating all that type of of stuff, and which is you know background noise and things like that. So. Yeah, there's there's a, a, a training requirement there from an operator because when you get in them and you start up, you can't hear them. They don't make any sound. You know, it's just familiarization with things and how they work. And so we have a whole uh, uh, training regime that, that goes together and it's a complete regimen of how things happen. And um, not just on our side, but also on the, like with GAR site and people like that. So, and, and obviously as, as we operate these vehicles and get a little bit more experience with with the way that they're, they're being handled and worked on the ground, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll adjust those things accordingly. But um, nothing that's, uh, you know, overly comprehensive. It, it's, it's fairly straightforward, but it's more of a familiarization training. I mean, the pumps themselves and how the pumps work and things like that are very, very, they're exactly the same as what they're doing now. It's just the mechanism around which we use to, to get them powered up and so on has changed. I see. Well, um, you know, Phil and Jay, it's been a, a very insightful conversation here, and I know you've already touched on some of the, um, you know, larger sustainability benefits, you know, whether it's uh, a lack of uh, emissions into the air, a little less noise pollution, um, things along those lines. But, you know, I just to kind of wrap up our conversation, can you share a little bit more about uh, some of the holistic sustainability goals that can be achieved with you know, electric equipment on the ground and, and particularly, you know, this electric refueler well you know one of the things that um you know that's a big thing you'll notice that with most electric refuelers and so on traditionally you know the exhaust emits from the front of the vehicle out you know at the front of the cab there and because they don't have that hot exhaust running under the tank and stuff so you know whether we realize it or not over the years you know from operating these types of vehicles you do get a certain amount of uh you know, the, the, those exhaust gases that get emitted into the cabin and come into the cabin and stuff like that. The most harmful of which, of course, is NOx gas. So we don't have any of that anymore. With electric vehicles, there's 
there's there's absolutely nothing like that. You know, it's uh, they're, they're just clean. There is no pollution whatsoever. Also, from from you know from a ground support standpoint, you know, there's no more oil leaks. There's nothing dripping oil on the ground as vehicles get older, or you know, coolant leaks and these types of things. You know, transmission fluid dripping on the ground and all of that's gone away. So I think from from an environmental standpoint and also from a holistic health, uh, you know, uh, from an operator standpoint and so on, it's 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 not just a small improvement, it's a 100% improvement. So uh, we're very excited about that. Any final thoughts from you, Jay? We're, we are very excited about this. This is a, a big step to further airport air quality and the future. It, it is the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly, uh, electrification is going to continue to be uh, an important trend in the industry, and uh, we'll continue to keep a close eye on it. Um, but that's going to conclude this edition of the Aviation Pros podcast. I'd like to, again, thank our guests, Phil Oldridge and Jay Raber, both of Envirotech Vehicles. And if you'd like to learn more about their company and the, the electric vehicles that they're producing, you can visit www.evtvusa.com. And for more information about fueling equipment and aviation sustainability, you can stay up to date by subscribing to Ground Support Worldwide's daily newsletter. And please continue to visit aviationpros.com.